Well, we're gonna talk a little bit about what everybody in the news media can't be quiet about, and that is the new normal. And they've got a lot of questions about it, you know, because they like to keep you as confused as possible. Fear is the greatest motivating factor in the world. So those who desire to motivate you toward their own ideology, their own philosophy, will often use fear as a major weapon. But in this kingdom, now watch the bouncing preacher, everything in this kingdom is diametrically opposed and mutually exclusive to everything in that kingdom out there. Because everything is right side up in this kingdom and everything outside God's kingdom is upside down. If you don't believe it, believe it. I have New York Times best-selling books, you know. One of them's called Living on Our Heads. Because that's the way it seems people are living today. Everything's upside down. But they look at us and say, y'all the ones upside down because we don't buy in to their untruths. How do I know their untruths? That's a polite way for a Kentucky boy to say a lie, right? You can always tell when politicians and the news media are lying. You ready? Here's how you can know. Their mouths are moving. But here in this kingdom, this kingdom does not only possess truth, but our leader said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That book is right and they are wrong. And the sooner you grab hold of that, the hap, hap, happier life you're going to be living every day. Please allow me right now to begin by saying this. I want everybody to get this. If you got a phone, go ahead and tweet it if you want to. The Lord spoke it to me many years ago, so some of you probably heard me say it before, but it bears repeating anything good bears repeating. True believers, those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives, Jesus called it being born again, born out of the kingdom of darkness and into his kingdom of light. Those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior are not, here it is, you are not an abnormal person living in a normal world. The problem with modern day believers is they believe the world is normal and that makes them abnormal. 
But my Father and yours created this blue marble spinning globe, put the oceans in their boundaries, turned the whole thing upside down, pointed his finger at the water, and dared it to spill a drop. This is... There's a guy in the news media now, he says, I am so-and-so, and this is my world. Well, I want you to hear God, the creator of heaven and earth, shout up in your heart today, this is his world, and we get to be in it. So we are not abnormal people living in a normal world. We are the normal people living in an abnormal world. And if you don't believe it's been abnormal, you ain't been around the last two years and four months because there ain't nothing right side up anymore. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Wear two masks, masks are bad. You'll suffocate, masks are good. Masks don't need to be on children. No, put the masks on the old people. No, they're already dead. Keep the masks on the kids in school. No, don't send the kids to school because we don't want the teachers to get sick and we don't want the children to infect the teachers. But we've proven that children don't infect people, so what we should be worried about are the teachers infecting the children. I'll tell you what to do. Put your kindergartners in school six hours a day, five days a week, with some chick that thinks she's a man to tell your kindergartner they can't tell the difference. Oh my goodness. On Easter Sunday. Somebody got to tell y'all that only make it on Christmas and Easter truth twice. I only get you two times a year and I'm coming after you. I intend to make an impact on your life. I intend for God to bring you out of the miry clay and set your feet on a rock to stay. For God to put a happy song in your soul today. A song of his praises. Hallelujah. You in the wrong place. If you think anybody gets judged in here by the pigmentation of their skin. We're not buying your lie that we're supposed to hate each other and teach our children to hate each other. I love it. If you can look past three people in this room and not see somebody of a different pigmentation than you, then you in the wrong building. You want to see what racial harmony looks like? Look around, baby. I got some more. She hollered out, preach white boy. I'm not that excited about the white, but I sure like the boy thing. Aren't you weary of being weary? Tired of being tired? Confused by being confused? I mean, you listen to people on the TV and you'll walk around on your head. 
It's a horrible crime when this color kills that color, but not when that color kills that color. It's all murder. Telling you to ignore that we're throwing 4,500 babies a day jerked out of what should be the safest place on earth, the womb of their own mother, and throwing them in the trash. In Washington, they just had four of them thrown in the trash after they were murdered, after they were born, and we've got city governments that will do nothing about it. We got prosecutors that don't prosecute. Crime is as rampant as has ever been in this nation. People have gone mad. Well, that's what happens when you isolate people. I'll get there. Hebrews chapter number two and verse 14. I'm bringing it out of the message translation because the King James is a little fuzzy. You know, it was written in 1611. That's when it was translated. So you you religious folks just relax because i'm going to bring it in a way that the people can get it hebrews 2 verses 14 and 15. since the children that's talking about me and you are made of flesh and blood it's logical that the savior jesus took on or became flesh and blood in order or so, so that he could rescue us by his death. That's what we're celebrating today. His death, his burial, his resurrection. By embracing death, Jesus took death into himself and there destroyed the devil's stranglehold on death, conquered it, and freed, freed, freed all of us who cower throughout life, scared to death of death. Oh my great God, I'm gonna tell you today, that you don't have to be afraid to die. I was preaching, right as I was preaching, and I was, I was standing up. I used to stand up on the backs of the pews. That's all right, son. I'm not gonna, son, yeah, yeah son. I'm, I'm, I, I used to stand up on the backs of the pews. Miss Joni felt, feel sorry for him. If I didn't love him, I wouldn't tease him. I hope he grows his hair down to his waist and braids it. By the way, I've decided to grow my beard about down to here, and I'm going to braid two sides of it. What? No. Why not? You'd look awful. What if I just go clean-faced? You'd like that? <laughs> it's not your face. But I used to stand up here. 
and I was preaching. And they said, told me afterwards, they came and escorted somebody out. I didn't know, maybe they were ill or something. They were sitting right there. They escorted them out. They got them back there in the back. They called the Columbus Police Department because he had come in here with a loaded automatic handgun and he had his hand on it when I was standing there preaching. Everybody's like, <gasps> didn't bother me none. For to be absent from the body. See, the book is right. What are you afraid of? The book said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I have been delivered from the fear of death. I no longer live scared to death of death. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through here, man. I'm on my way where the Lamb of God is the light of that city. I'm on my way to the happy, laughing, splashing river of life proceeding out of the very throne of Almighty God with 12 manner of trees planted on either side and the leaves of those trees of the healing of the nations. Fear not. That's what God said. So when you say, why not? He answers your question. Fear not, why not? For I am with you. I, God, will strengthen thee. I will comfort you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I need somebody to know today that this thing we're talking about this morning is not a social event for an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday morning. I'm talking about new life in Christ. You'll forgive me. I'm subject to bursts of enthusiasm. God's intention, and he being my help, my intention today, is to get you to leave this room, or those of you that are in one of the other campuses, or those of you in Pakistan, or those of you in Uganda, there are over 150 nations of the world live with us right now. My intention is to deliver you today from ever fearing death again. I know what it's like to hear that word, those two words, it's cancer. Paralyzes people, frightens people. But here I am. Six and a half years later, not a cancer cell in my body. 
because fear and faith cannot live in the same body. Fear and faith cannot exist in the same mind. Fear and faith cannot be spoken from the same mouth. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. I got to hurry. December 19th, 2019. Now it was the end of of 19, so it was the beginning of 20. We're in 22. December 2019, medical doctors in the Hubei province of China noticed that a few people had a pneumonia of an unknown kind. They'd never seen it. In January of 2020, 30 days later, those people began to die. You don't normally die of pneumonia. The outbreak was identified as the novel coronavirus. On January 21st, 2020, the first confirmed case in the United States was identified in Washington State where a gentleman had been to Wuhan, China, excuse me, and come back to the United States and was the first person ever identified as having what then became known as COVID-19. Within weeks, the nasty thing had encircled the entire globe. By March of 2020, the United States government did not ask you. They closed your business. They closed your children's schools. They ordered you to your home. They took your job. They would not let you go to work told you to stay six feet away from each other and put a mask on your face, you were not allowed to go out and get food. And if you did, there wasn't any. Y'all act like you didn't live through this. The streets were empty. The stores were closed. Schools were shuttered. Businesses were locked down and people were fighting and hoarding over the most basic of supplies like toilet paper. I pulled that off my Instagram this morning from two years ago. That's me sitting there breaking the law at my place of business. And the caption reads, I'm holding two rolls of Charmin. And it said, when you know Jesus multiplied the loaves and fish. What am I saying? You're not afraid. Nero, the emperor, looked at the great apostle Paul and he said, Paul,
tongue. I'm about to separate your head from your shoulders in the guillotine. And Paul said, help yourself, friend. You can't kill a dead man. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I dare you to shout, Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? I'm alive because he lives. I live also. If you believe it, let the unsaved folks sit next to you know it. Everybody tried to develop a vaccine. They went to doing everything they could in unprecedented times, public health crisis, but the number of people that were infected continued to expand exponentially. Do you remember? And deaths skyrocketed. Six million people have entered eternity. We have done more funerals in this church since COVID than we had done in the previous decade. And instead of anybody attempting to help us, comfort us by telling the truth, all we get are lies. Sidestepping the question. Don't talk about that. You're not allowed to say that. I'll cancel you. They tried that with Jesus. But you can't cancel the truth. It'll resurrect itself and beat the pallbearers back to the house and shake your hand when you get home. Stop living in fear. Oh, I got to get this out, man. So the question is, is this the new normal? That's the question that everybody is wondering. You know, we'd like to shake somebody's hand without being fearful that we're going to infect them. We'd like to give somebody a high five without thinking they've got some dreaded disease that we're going to die from in three months. We'd like to breathe freely. And here's the biggest one. We'd like for those who disagree with whatever choice as an individual grown man or woman, we're tired of everybody judging us because of what we do or don't do based on what they want to do or not do. This is America. This is the kingdom of God. If you want to wear a mask and army boots, I will buy them for you.
But if you don't, don't judge. There's an old song in the 60s. I was around then. Live and let live. What we've got now is disagree with me and die. If your opinion is different than mine, you are invalid. No wonder people are fearful. We're about to lose the greatest nation the world has ever known to a bunch of oligarchs. That means people with money that run the show. I'll get there. It shouldn't come as any surprise that people and groups of people want to exploit things like this pandemic for their own purposes. They've talked about it. They've reported about it. They've written about it. They've broadcast about it. They've surmised about it. They've opined about it ad nauseum. I want just somebody to join me and say, enough is enough. Enough. They use terms like, watch, watch, catchphrases, the great reset. Sounds cool, doesn't it? Or here's the strongest one. The title of my message today, The New Normal. Now what they mean is like it or not, we will tell you what your new normal is. They want to describe their vision of the future. And let me say this, it is entirely unbiblical and it is overwhelmingly disturbing the vision that they have, which invariably, watch it, includes a one world global government. You know, nations without borders. You have no nation. If you have no borders, would you have a home if you had no door? Miss Joni accidentally left something in the oven the other night and I kept smelling something and I jumped up and I ran in and the whole kitchen was full of white smoke. Well, I had to test it to see if it was the Holy Ghost. It wasn't, it was chicken. And we had to leave our doors open all night. So I just sat there in the bed. No, I didn't. I could have. How silly. If you don't believe in borders, stop locking your doors. If you don't believe in law enforcement, don't ever dial 911. What are we doing? 
People right now wanting to pump multiplied millions of dollars into police precincts who two years ago were marching with signs to take their money away. What are we doing? Somebody's got to bring some sense, some plain old common sense, which is not common. Watch. They'll be more than happy to make decisions for you in your best interest, but never ask you about it. Why? Because they'll tell you it's in your best interest. And you find out you always ended up on the wrong end of the stick. And they sitting somewhere eating ice cream. It doesn't bother them that our friends in California right now is paying $7.14 a gallon for gasoline. Gasoline is up 100%. And we're told buy a Tesla. With what? Tell them when they put enough in your check to pay for a Tesla, you'll be glad to buy one. Other than that, get the price of gasoline down for the working people in America. They don't like you clapping. You know why? You know why? What's going on? Are you, are you okay? Huh? We got groceries for you afterwards. Are you? Because I don't care if gas does go to $7 a gallon. God's people will own the refinery if they'll live by this book. Watch me now. Watch me now. It is a demonic double play, this kind of philosophy, talking out of both sides of the mouth. First of all, everything that the ruling class is doing in this hour, whether it's in politics, whether it's in academia, whether it's in your local school system, regardless of where it is, their goal is to keep you afraid. Why? Because people who are afraid will continually do what in other circumstances they would never think about doing. See, I'm just, I'm just talking about who's running your life. Who's controlling your thoughts? Who's driving your philosophy? Because theirs is gonna put you on your head. 
They, the other side of the double play, after making you more fearful, is their full belief that they are, watch me. I know, I know what I'm talking about because I'm from Kentucky and I spent a whole lot of my early preaching days teaching myself not to have such a southern draw. I mean, I used to take three syllables to say at. It's the way I talked. It's the way I was raised. It's why I walk kind of crooked because I was always on a hillside. Don't look at me like some rich person. I was raised so far back in the woods we had to use hoot owls for roosters. You don't know nothing I'm talking about. We canned our own food. We put our milk in a mason jar in the creek to keep it cold. You ain't the only ones ever drink a cup of sorrow. You ain't the only ones ever use commodity. That's the old term for welfare, cheese. I've eaten several blocks, believe me. Commodity butter too. When Lyndon Johnson announced his war on poverty, he didn't come to Main Street in Columbus, Ohio. He went to my neighborhood in Warfield, Kentucky, the poorest county in America. We've been sold a lie. Here's what they believe. They truly believe you are too intellectually stunted to know anything. They perpetrate intellectual superiority over you to make you feel unintelligent. Let me tell you, there are a whole lot of educated idiots. My daddy used to say, too dumb to pound sand in a rat hole. Are you listening to me? I'm almost done. You know what they say to you? Shut up. Sit down. Do as you're told, you knuckle-dragging, unenlightened, Bible-toting moron. I don't talk about you that way, but they do all day, every day, sitting in their plush offices with their stogie cigar, releasing enough smoke to make a wreath around their balding head. I'm tired of it. We are the born again children of Almighty God, and I double dog dare you to attempt to make us ashamed of it. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. 
no easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.